I'm Brett Chang, and this is your Peak Daily for Tuesday, March 28th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech all in less than seven minutes. PeakPal's $5.8 million is the winning bid for a Patek Philippe watch at Christie's Top of the Time online auction. That's a record-setting price for a pre-owned timepiece. Now, it's actually coincidentally timed, excuse the pun. Rolex also released their 2023 line of watches yesterday. And if you're so inclined, there's a new model of their Datechest that features a dial which has a variety of rotating inspirational statements like gratitude and there's another dial further down with a date normally is and that's just emojis like a heart emoji and so some people are calling it the ugliest rolex ever it's definitely not traditional that's for sure but i would love for you to take a look and let us know what you think now other than really expensive watches that we probably can't afford peak pals we've got a great episode for you today for our first story new uber eats guidelines for our second story a lending squeeze and for our last story, a new federal budget. For our first story, do you ever scroll Uber Eats looking for a well-deserved treat, stumbling upon fake-sounding restaurants that you've never really heard of? Well, here's the thing, they actually are fake, at least kind of. So here's what's happened. Uber Eats rolled out new guidelines for virtual brands. These are restaurants that only exist on the app but operate out of actual restaurants' kitchens, and the guidelines aim to remove some 5,000 digital storefronts across North America as they swarm the platform like flies. Now, the new rules are similar to those rolled out by DoorDash last year and require virtual brands to offer different dishes from their parent restaurant. They also require the brands to include at least five photos of unique dishes and maintain a minimum star rating of 4.3 out of 5. And this is all happening because virtual brands, they boomed in popularity during the pandemic as hard-hit eateries looked for new ways to boost business and attract younger customers. Dozens of chains like Applebee's and Denny's use them for experimenting with new products. In fact, they're so popular that Toronto Maple Leaf superstar Mitch Marner even has one. Uh, you know, don't ask us why, but he has one. The problem is that many virtual brands have identical menus, meaning they're not distinct restaurants with unique offerings, but the original restaurant dressed up in kind of a clever disguise. And this all kind of matters because virtual brands, they make up about 8% of Uber Eats listings in the US and Canada, but only 2% of bookings. So killing off these clones will free up space on the app to ensure users trying to order from new local spots aren't duped into ordering from chains like Denny's instead. And I mean, no offense to the Grand Slam, but it's Denny's. For our second story, officials at the U.S. Federal Reserve and European Central Bank are warning about a potential lending squeeze resulting from turmoil in the banking sector. This does not sound good, but driving the news, experts, including Fed Chair Jerome Powell, fear that in the wake of Silicon Valley Bank's collapse, banks will try to protect their balance sheets and deposit their confidence by tightening lending practices, which could spiral in a full-blown credit crunch. And this matters because a U.S. lending squeeze could have widespread implications for the global economy, since the U.S. dollar is what keeps both global trade and financial systems running. Tighter U.S. financial conditions can quickly spread to other economies, at least that's per the Wall Street Journal. Now, lending to households and businesses plays a vital role in stimulating economic growth, and banks were already doling out less thanks to all those interest rate hikes. Now, per a monthly Bank of America survey, a systemic credit crunch, i.e. a credit crunch, is now the most feared market risk among fund managers, overtaking even inflation. Global GDP for 2023 was already turning down at the start of the year, and though estimates rebounded recently, shocks to the financial system will weigh on growth. Citigroup estimates that the economy will only grow by about 2.2% this year, and that's if this whole thing blows over. Citigroup's estimates are lower than the OECD's 2.6 prediction, and if concerns over the banking sector's health persist, 
that banks' global growth could slow to about 1.6%. That is bad news bears, as consistent GDP growth is crucial to innovation in tackling global challenges. The World Bank is now warning of a lost decade for the world economy. Next, some experts believe the current fragility of global banking means we are nearing peak interest rates, with some banks even ready to cut interest rates by year's end. Now, this is, of course, if inflation starts dropping to target levels, which is really still a big if. For our third story, if you've been anxious about your household budget lately, take heart. The federal budget very likely involves some truly stomach-churning decisions. Interest rates are up. The economists expect a recession or something at least close to it. That macroeconomic situation has had Finance Minister Christia Freeland talking about the need for fiscal responsibility after years of big spending budgets. But as the government's former economic policy advisor Tyler Meredith points out, this posture of restraint must be carefully balanced against a need for investment in key areas. Here's what's to watch. First of all, healthcare. Remember those huge healthcare deals that the feds inked with the provinces last month? The costs will be factored into this year's budget. NDP leader Jagmeet Singh has also said he expects more dental care spending as per his party's deal to support the governing liberals. Clean tech is going to be a big one. The feds want Canada to be a real competitor in the green transition and will likely focus resources on areas like battery tech and critical minerals. The government has already teased a tax credit for businesses to cover 30% capital investment costs for manufacturing equipment in the sector and cost of living. The feds are expected to narrowly target affordability issues with things like a one-time grocery rebate between $234 and $467, an effort to fight the so-called junk fees that get added to things like phone bills and concert tickets. We're looking at you, Ticketmaster. And here's the bottom line. Canada's deficit has come way down from $90 billion last year to an estimated $36.5 billion this year. And the feds predicted last fall that they would balance the books by 2028. But the economy is in worse shape now, and one unnamed official told the CBC, to expect to see the fiscal picture adjusted. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to business news podcast in Canada. If you've got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. Peak Pals, thanks so much and I hope you're having a good week.